What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's edition of At Large Bid, brought to you by the 48 Minutes Network. This is our NCAA basketball podcast. A lot of touching uh, topics to touch on this week, including recruiting, the big Kentucky Duke game, and Rick Pitino deciding to kind of get back into the coaching world in the National Basketball Association. So be sure to tune in as we talk about a bunch of things in this episode. But first, check it out. This is our guys at State Champs. When it all began, was it time that we asked for? Was it anything to feel complete forevermore? Wanna see myself like I used to back then? But every time I turn around, I'm in LA again. Don't take this for granted, that's not how we get it, I know. We're tearing these pages before we get to watch it unfold. Yeah, it's the long road. So, Ryan, um. We started our coverage of college basketball last night on 48 Minutes between Kyle going to Xavier Media Day and then myself covering NKU's exhibition game. Being Northern Kentucky University, for those who don't live in the area, they were in the tournament two years ago. They played Kentucky. They took them to the wire. They're pretty good for a mid-major. They're solid. Yeah. So I covered the game last night, and I'm messing around with the new NCAA stats, which is really, really nice, a great interface. I'm really excited. And all of a sudden, Brian, the SID of NKU Men's Basketball, walks over to um, my side of the media row, and he goes, have you looked at the stats? I go, yeah, it looks great. He goes, have you looked at the field goal misses? And I was like, I I noticed they missed about 17 shots. He goes, look how many threes they missed. And I go, oh my god. (laughs) Not realizing that with up to about three minutes to go in the game, Northern had not missed a shot inside the arc. They were 100% inside the arc. The most efficient team in the nation. (laughs) So... I'm like laughing about it, and um, I, I'm like Don, who sits next to me from the Northern Kentucky Courier. Cur- cur- he goes, "I'm gonna go ahead because I gotta get Thomas more interviews too." And he's like, "You going to back for meteor?" I was like, "I'll go when the game's over. I want to see if they pull it off. I want to see if they go 100." percent This is the thing now. Yeah, like at this point, you have to, right? It's history. Yeah. So sure enough, you <laughs> goes 100 percent from inside the arc for the whole game. To put this in the context, they only shot six free throws the whole game. Like, they were yeah. not banging and clanging. They were just... I mean, good. exhibition or not, how many times has that happened, I wonder? Um, We actually asked John Brandon, NKU's head coach in the press here, we go, did you know you guys did that? And he goes, no. <clears throat> and he goes, he asked Brian, he goes, have we ever done that here before? And he goes, I wouldn't count on it. <laughs> I mean, seriously, that's a cool stat. Yeah, like... To be able to say I covered that happening, yeah, it's pretty neat. It is. It also says they need to work on their three-point shot. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. Yeah, but I think, um, honestly, if we're talking mid-majors, which, you know, that's going to be a big topic for our show through the season, obviously. Mm-hmm. They're a team to look out for. Um, we're not just standing because they're the local team, and they're lo- nice enough to give us a media credential, but, yeah. I mean, they've been consistently good for a few years. since they've proven. been Yeah, they, since they've been postseason eligible. I mean, they kind of had a rough stretch in their conference tournament last year yeah. when they lost in the first round. Their conference bracket is weird. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're, I mean, I, they're scrappy. Yeah. You know, they always have something to prove. That's what I love about – I mean, that's, I think, what everybody loves about mid-majors. But, you know, they've always had kind of a chip on their shoulder, mm-hmm. I feel like, because, one, before they got there, they were trying to get there. And yeah. They knew they should and deserve to be there. But also, you know, I, I feel like now that they're there, they want to prove themselves. Well, too, and if you look at last year when they played Louisville in the NIT, that was the first time the NCAA had gone to quarters. Mm-hmm. For three quarters of that game, they were the better team. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. just Dang Adele took over at the end. and He's not bad. Yeah, he, he has a tendency to do that. <laughs> so I just thought that that was pretty crazy that I covered a game last night. Yeah. Where a team went 100% from inside the arc, and I thought I had to share it. <laughs> Um, so anyway, uh, let's kind of get into the conversation of the college hoops, man. Um, yeah. let's start in the recruiting world. Okay. Since There's last a lot week, going on. Yeah. Since last week, we finally got the, uh, we got the trial and we have a little while for the trial again. <laughs> God, there's a lot to talk about today. Oh, so much. So DJ Jeffries. Your guy. Originally committed to Kentucky. Decommitted two or three months ago, but said Kentucky was still on his group. Sure. <laughs> DJ Jeffries um, is from an area called Memphis, Tennessee. You heard of it? Tennessee. Tennessee. As we like to say in the hood. Yes. Um, he uh, played AAU for a guy by the name of Anthony Hardaway. Does he have a nickname? Uh, something like Nickel, Dime, Quarter. Nope. Penny. There it Penny. is. Penny. Oh! Yeah. That guy. And who is also the coach at Memphis? 
Wow. Yeah, crazy. There's some dots that are being connected. Yeah, we mentioned all those uh we mentioned all those coins. We didn't mention any dollars, baby. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um so DJ Jeffries is now officially committed to Memphis and I keep joking that the Memphis movement is about to start, but I don't think it's a joke anymore. No. Um Jeffries is a huge point guard commit for them. So a guy that Penny really, really wanted to kind of keep there. And the rumor is that wherever DJ Jeffries goes, James Wiseman follows. Now, this is interesting because James Wiseman also played for Penny. Hmm. He moved across the city of Memphis to play to high school to play for Penny. They have something called um, chemistry? Yeah. Wow. And James Wiseman is down to Kentucky and Memphis. So he's down to the greatest coach Memphis has ever had and the greatest player Memphis has ever had. Yeah. That is the craziest recruiting I think I've ever seen. It's it's impressive too. Yeah, what he's able to do. I mean, obviously people are going to say, you know, what they're going to say, but you got to think chemistry is a huge thing, mm-hmm. you know. And some of these players, some of these kids coming in, they have a guy to trust as soon as they get there. Yeah, it's appealing. I mean, he already this year when he took the job in March, but I think he knew he got the job in December. <laughs> When he graduated from... <laughs> yeah. I think Penny knew he had that job like <laughs> two, three months before he got it. It was like when I left my last job. Mm-hmm. I knew I was leaving for a couple months. Mm-hmm. But I worked it through it still. Yeah. Hopefully they don't listen in case I need a job again. <laughs> um, that was probably not my smartest move. That's okay. Um, so like once you saw Tubby like bitch in the media about certain, a few things, you're like, oh, he's fired. Oh, yeah. You know, like, for sure. And then they didn't make the tournament, even though they won. They won twenty two games last year. That was they got snubbed. Yeah, Tubby. Uh, yeah, Tubby got a little done, a little wrong there. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it's probably karma at some point for something else. Yeah, you know, like a recruiting infraction at like Minnesota. <laughs> Hold on, again. What are you talking about? These recruiting infractions. Oh, sorry. I don't know what sorry. you're talking about. Yes, you're right. We just selling know me. about. I just know about fake classes. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, and selling Jordans. It's fine. Yeah. Still the dumbest thing ever. But, um, so, you know, the, the whole conversation, because Wiseman's the number one player in the country. Yes. So, I also really laugh that he's still releasing, like, top four boards. I'm like, bro, we know. Yeah. It's one or the other. Come on. So, Memphis obviously has the edge, like we said, in chemistry. 100%. Um, knowledge, who he's, he's been there for a long time. But I think even as a guy who doesn't love Kentucky basketball, has you and I have been open about, right. it's still hard to say no to that. So I think it's going to be interesting. I think Calipari's in the race more than we're giving credit, mm-hmm. but I still do believe he ends up in Memphis. It just makes more sense to me. You yeah. know, it would be more surprising. The only reason, the only way I would see him going somewhere is for the competition against, you know. Yeah, because Jeff Capel's not a Duke anymore to drop the bag at the end of the day. Or is he? <laughs> I mean, that's why he went to Pittsburgh <laughs> to cover up like you'll come back in a couple years yeah you'll be back which like Cable if you remember for a while was the guy that was saying that when Coach K left it was going to be his job yeah it makes sense I mean he did good when he was filling in a couple times mm-hmm. nothing they didn't really miss a beat yeah so I'm a, I'm interested you know this is the most interesting recruiting I've seen in a long time well actually not really because Zion's was interesting because um, we thought for sure that coming down the last couple of days that Zion was probably going to like Carolina, Kentucky, or Clemson. I'm still crying. And then weird, like Duke pops up. Again. How does that happen? Uh, it wasn't because of money. Yeah. It was a brotherhood. A brotherhood. Brother. He had Kyrie call him and said, hey man, <laughs> if you want to get your best chance to play. Just don't play, first of all. Right. <laughs> play in only a few games. Like 10. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, Nick Bosa's doing it in college football now. so That's awesome, by the way. Yeah, I dig it. That's cool. I uh, support it. Yeah. So the other recruiting interesting information is Cole Anthony. So he's the number two player in the country. We know where he's going. Top guard in the country. And he has cut his list Since. by the cool graphics that, you know, these kids get to do. They're really cool. Yeah, I the dig them. The videos are sweet. They are. And that kid might be the best New York High School basketball player I've seen since, like... Stud. Marbury? Telfair? Telfair, yeah. People laugh about Telfair's NBA career. That kid in high school was um, dirty. Well, he literally said he was tracking his assists yeah. in the McDonald's All-American game, trying to break the record. Yeah, so like to put that in context, the reason Rajon Rondo went to Kentucky was Sebastian Telfair. Yeah. Oh, so funny story about that. I'm uh, I was probably, what, 7th, 8th grade? Mm-hmm. I actually was down in Louisville. 
um, for their basketball camp. We, me and my AU team, a bunch of us mm-hmm. got invited down. So we go down there and, uh, I remember during one of the, um, drills, he was showing us how to do the drills and stuff. There was a guy there who was wearing, uh, some team Jordans, sick team Jordans. Okay. All black. Yeah. Okay. They look pretty exclusive. And I'm like, hmm, hmm. who is this guy? Hmm. And he's doing all the drills, and Patino's talking to him, and turns out that guy, Rajon Rondo. Oh, yeah. And, it, I mean, he was <laughs> set to go there, and Telfair screwed them. Like, it wasn't like he was kind of set there. Like, no, Louisville was, was his dream school. He was there. Yeah. And then in typical Rajon Rondo fashion, mm-hmm. <laughs> once he saw Sebastian Telfair was going to Louisville, he was like, all right, I'm going go to go to Kentucky, and I'm going to beat your ass. And then Telfair did tell fair things yes he did <laughs> which like that do you remember they did the espn movie on him yeah that was cool yeah no he was i mean he was a good character yeah for sure poor louisville by the way <laughs> yeah also how funny is it that cole anthony's twitter account is not verified like come on we, yeah. we know we know who he is. so as of august his final 12 <laughs> were kansas duke kentucky carolina louisville oregon uh villanova wake forest pitt Georgetown, Notre Dame, Miami. Now he's got the six. Yep. Which your, are... Your boys. Notre Dame, which is a huge shock. My boys. North Carolina, which is not very much a shock at all. Not at all. Georgetown. Kind of weird. Yeah. Oregon, they just signed with Jordan. Yeah, that's still weird, though. Did you... Yeah. The the, the, the gear's cool, though. It is cool. Wake. Mm. In Miami. Yeah. So... I'm not exactly... I'm excited Notre Dame is this far on the list. Mm-hmm. I don't think they get him. See, the, I, I've thought about this, and obviously you know where I want him to go. Mm-hmm. Obviously. But everything that I've kind of read up on him, it wouldn't be surprising if he went somewhere to shine. Yeah. I mean, obviously he's going to do that in Roy's system, but the way Roy plays his freshman, when is he going to let him do that? See, this is a different freshman now. It is, 100%. This might be the best player he's had since Marvin Williams. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. Was there a better player since Marvin Williams? Not Luke May. <laughs> <laughs> he won you a championship. Don't care. Like, you know how, like, when Hank dies in Breaking Bad, that's really the end of Breaking Bad, but there's two episodes afterwards? Yes. That was Kentucky-North Carolina Elite Eight game. He literally hit a shot that was wide open with no defense I mean, whatsoever. Isaiah Briscoe can do that to you. I mean, it's just you should you should do that. Yeah, I don't care walk on or not. So, but you know, with with Anthony, I think you know, and like you like these other schools. So Wake is a little weird. Yes, we don't know you know what they're bringing because they haven't been good for a long time. Mm-hmm. Kind of sad actually. It is. I miss the Chris Paul days when they were good. Yeah. Um. When, yeah. Miami is interesting because they've been a little up and down. Yeah, they're they're sporadic. They're always tough. Yeah, I can see him. They always win some games they shouldn't. Their pace that they have would make sense for him. Mm -hmm. And then um, Georgetown, who has mixtape legend Mac McClung, who really we don't know if is is any good at basketball, but we know he can dunk. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to see him play this year. I know. I think he's going to be good. I don't. I do. Man, he can can shoot. Can he? He can. Okay. He can. So... You got two people. So I guess that can be an ongoing thing. Can <laughs> Zion and Mac McClung shoot? <laughs> We're going to have it on alert for that. Yes. I'll keep that on every everything. I'll just tag you in it. I was going to say, anytime like, they're like, Zion Williamson hits three, I'm sure I'll be like, Tim Daniel 518. Yep. You better believe it. <laughs> like, Mac McClung hits game tying three. <laughs> Tim Daniel 518. <laughs> Speaking of Derrick Rose right now, 44 points. Look at that. Ooh, going back to Memphis. Yeah. He's bringing a takeover. Hopefully they don't have him shoot free throws with the game on the line. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, I, I I mean, it would be amazing if you went to Notre Dame. Like, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. But I can't see how he doesn't go to Carolina. If that's right. his last six, right. they're the team that makes the most sense. Oregon, possibly. Yeah. If Bull Bull was like, hey, I'm going to stay for my sophomore year, he's right. not. No. He would totally go there. Yeah. And they would be disgusting. That would be very appealing. So, but yeah, I'm with you. I think his best bet is he's going to play for the Tar Heels. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely, as a, 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 we're a guard school. Yeah. You know, I mean, it makes sense. And like, if you look at how North Carolina point guards are treated, mm-hmm. I mean, 
Kendall Marshall, mm-hmm. Marcus Page, mm-hmm. Joel Berry. Ty. Ty. He's better than all those guys yeah. right now. Like, where they were at this point, Yeah, he's better than all those guys. He's just a bona fide scorer. Yeah. Do you find it funny that his dad is Greg Anthony and UNLV can't even crack the list? No. no. Do you think UNLV's like, uh, athletic director was like, Greg, <laughs> just put us on one of the cool graphics. <laughs> yeah. Let people know we still exist. And he was like, no. No. <laughs> he's his own player. Yeah. Cole can do what he wants. Yes. And he will. Uh, yes, he will. <laughs> so... Recruiting obviously is going to be a very fun thing because this is a fun recruiting class. They're they're solid. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of other guys real quick that we can like touch on before we get into everything else. Um, here's real quick. Yes, I'm using my phone. So like right now, USC has the number one recruiting class in the country. Going into next year. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously we right. got a while. Villanova, Arizona, Louisville, yeah, Kentucky, Florida, Ohio State. Oklahoma, Auburn, Xavier. Yeah. I saw your face light up there. Yeah. So, Louisville has five four-star kids. Chris Mack is killing it. Yeah, he is. He killed it this year when, what, two months? Oh, yeah. I was talking to somebody today. He's actually from Louisville, but he lives up here now. We were just kind of talking about his recruiting. And, man, you couldn't pick a better coach to follow up Patino. And as as far as relating uh-huh. to kids. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I am so sorry. But, you know, I feel like I feel like that city definitely deserves him. Yeah. And he deserves sure. that city too. I mean he's such a good guy. I think he's gonna draw a lot of the a lot of the fans back who are super hurt still from Patino. He's he's just got that it factor. Yeah. And he's gonna land a lot of kids that he probably shouldn't. Oh, absolutely. And like look at a team like Ohio State mm-hmm. being up there. It's nice that they're gonna finally find a replacement for KD Bates Diop two years after he's gone. <laughs> uh that DJ Carden. Is yeah. super good. Have you seen him play? I haven't. Oh my god! Real yeah. Deal? So twenty four seven has him as the twenty fourth player in the country. Okay. But they have him as the number two player at his position. Okay. And the number one player in the state of Iowa, which you know, sure. Shout out to Iowa. Yeah. So DJ, well, DJ Carden's more of a point guard, so he's not necessarily replacing Kata, but they're not going to have that scoring they got from Kata last year. This year, Ohio State's really going to struggle this year. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Did you see Beheim? Beheim, sorry. Uh, Beheim. Which one now? Uh, Quincy Gourier. I'm probably butchering his last I've name. I've never, yeah. He's a four-star. Um, committed over, committed to Syracuse over Oregon and Illinois. So, But that Jumpman logo is about to be on those basketball unis. It's going to mm-hmm. change things, man. You know it is. I feel like they sponsor so many teams. But they don't, though, I, anymore. I just feel like it does that. It did blow up. Here's the thing. Nothing will compare to when you see. They were the best Jordan school as far was, as logo, I agree. gear. And that's even being a North Carolina fan. Yeah. They man. had the coolest everything. Yeah. Like, uh, when I interviewed Levitt in March, I asked him, I was like, how much of that stuff do you have left? He goes, all I have is my warm-up jacket and a pair of my shorts. And I went, mm. What? Yeah. And I was like, do you still have all the PEs? He goes, I do have those. Yeah, of course. Come yeah. on now. Can't give those up. Right. So recruiting is going to be a fun thing to follow. We got a ton of kids at this point that are still not committed. So That Cole Anthony is... I don't remember. It's so funny is that James Wiseman's in this class, and it's like everyone's like, okay, where's Cole Anthony going? Right. You know what I mean? Like, And then it's not going to be fun for anybody once Cole Anthony does because then, you know... You're like, okay, sure. I think your boy's going to Memphis, though. I think he is, too. I hope he does. Yeah. Because that would just be awesome. When's everything with the G League happening? (laughs) (laughs) Watch him be the guy. I mean... That'd be awesome. Maybe he'll get an internship with Puma. (laughs) (laughs) The Puma internship. How can we forget about the Puma internship? I mean, it's going to start... I've guarantee nike's gonna give like 10 million dollars to somebody to intern intern in quotations <laughs> it's it so i actually uh i think we, i forget who, the interview but there was a really good there's some good insight on what they're actually doing mm-hmm. um and it's actually it would be super beneficial it's kind of scary rich paul yeah, because uh, Darius Basley is represented by by them mm-hmm. and he was saying you know it, it, it really teaches them kind of Stuff, how to handle big contracts and money. 
What was that? That was, that was not. We're watching the Timberwolves Jazz game while we're talking, recording right now. And uh, we just watched Carl Anthony Towns take a really bad three because Derrick Rose couldn't get open, even though <laughs> Derrick Rose is 44 tonight. And he let Rudy Gobert get to the rim. Oh, Carl, that was not a good, good, good. That was not good. Coach Cow did a great job yeah. coaching him. I still love Towns. I still think he's going to be really good. Honestly, I do. But anyway, um, where were we? Recruiting, yes. Yes. So it's you know it's going to be like interesting because, like you said, like when Cole Anthony does commit, it's like, okay, that's it. Right. So I do kind of hope he waits till signing day. I think he is. Yeah. Do a big decision. Yeah, because let's see. I think his visit-wise so far, I think he did. He's done Notre Dame for sure. I know that. Mm-hmm. I know he's done Oregon. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he's probably done Carolina. Yeah, I, I'm. Because now they get that. what? They get six official visits now. I don't even remember. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that more kids are going to start doing this internship thing? Like, if you look at last year, Anthony Simons who got drafted in the first round by mm-hmm. Portland, late first round. Mm-hmm. Mitchell Robinson, who you know was supposed to go to Western with Rick Stansberry. Mm-hmm. Weird, that didn't work out. Rick Stansberry, <laughs> no way. Yeah. And like Knicks fans, love Mitchell Robinson. Yeah. Love him. Yeah. And so, it's uh, I th- I'm I'm curious how many people are going to continue to do this. I think it's a I I, I mean, the money in basketball is just kind of crazy. This mm-hmm. game is crazy. We'll have to apologize because this game is nuts right now. When you have two guys who are ADD trying to talk college basketball watching an <laughs> NBA game. Ooh. Can we get Katie Bates to up in this game? Yes. Come on. I, I don't, did I tell you about that? So, like, last year I watched, like, six Ohio State games. And I was just flipping through and I was like, okay, whatever. Like, don't care about Ohio State at all. But every time I watched him, Katie Bates Diop just blew up every <clears> game. And I was like, okay, he's my guy now. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Wow, that was a bad call. So, um, so you said so like Rich Paul kind of said they're the internship. They're kind of yeah, they're how it's working, them. what they're teaching them. It's it it's gonna be a big deal. There's some incentives that they have to reach, you know, to get all the full amount of money and stuff like that. And you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of parameters to it, but it's kind of interesting. It's it's I I said in the last time it's gonna apply pressure to college basketball. They have to do some kind of something. Is it, are they using like the home court app to keep up their stats, and that's how they get incentives? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. So let's kind of talk a little bit about that. Actually, yes. that G League thing. Um, Jay Wright, mm-hmm. head coach of the two of the last three year national and the defending national champion Villanova Wildcats. No comment. Yeah, saying that he thinks the G League are doing a good thing. He does, and he says that. They should either be able to do G League or three years. Three years, which personally I agree with. I I agree to an extent. Yeah. I'm more of two and done. Two and done, yeah. I just think I think if you do three years, it's <laughs> which this is a crazy um, concept, but it kind of puts value on um, education. Sure. <laughs> yeah, weird. You know, I mean, I think because some of these kids, you know, if they don't turn out, Sure, and I get that. My worry on that, though, is how many kids stayed in college three years and are really good NBA players right now? Yeah. Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Like, let's, let's say the past... say the past decade. This, but see, here's... And Buddy Heald's coming along right now. Buddy Heald's playing really well. Well, here's the crazy thing with the past decade, though, is this is, like, the transition into True. what we're at right now. Yeah. So it makes it kind of hard because you have all the players who came before that, you know, that decade, mm-hmm. kind of, sort of, in a way, that have developed into these players. It's just a weird dynamic. We're dealing with a really, really weird dynamic in basketball because a lot of these kids are coming out of high school and they are legitimate players who can go straight from high school to the pros. Yeah, and we talked about that last week about like how many kids probably who play college ball who probably had no business. Right. But... I mean, the experience is great for them. I think it definitely... And I still stand by my exposure argument. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that makes sense as well. <laughs> it's like it's like Memphis Derrick Rose again. Oh, and he, he hyping the crowd too? Yeah. Okay. Love it. They're like, we can trade Jimmy Butler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We got Derrick Rose. Yeah. So... I think kids are going to take a chance. I mean, there's no doubt about it in my mind that kids are going to give us a try. If they go to three years, that will. I, I th- now see. I'll I'll kind of go back on myself. That might that might hurt them if they do do three years. Mm-hmm. But you know, 
I, there's a lot riding. I mean, there's just going to be a lot. Yeah, I'm having a really hard time just trying to remember, like, because you know the one and done era. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm trying to think. Like Terrence Jones was two years. Yeah. Um, how many guys really stayed three years in college? <laughs> Kid Gilchrist. He was one. Kid. You're thinking of Darius Miller. Kid Gilchrist. Yeah, Kid Gilchrist was with. He was in the freshman class with Anthony Davis. But he he stayed. No. No. I thought, thought Kid Gilchrist left. No, MKG was a first round. Oh, was a was a freshman. So him and Anthony Davis, same class, and Marquise Teague, all the same class. Yeah, Darius Miller was four years. Patrick Patterson was three years. Okay. Um, I know P-Pat was. Yeah, and then Donovan Mitchell, Buddy Heald played four years at Oklahoma. I thought he was going to be so good. He is good. I meant like... Dude, he shoots... Stud, stud. So he shoots like 40% from three. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. It's not like Clay Thompson good. <laughs> We're going to go there. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about that. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I... I it's definitely an interesting concept, and a lot's going to ride, depending on what they do. Yeah. So you were doing a lot of film session this week. I'm man, so I, proud of you. I had to get up on my... my. You did more film session than me. Listen, man, it hurt me to watch both of these teams so much, but it's such an appealing game. It's Yes, it's... It's the game of the year, basically. I feel like it is. I mean, I think it... it it's the game of the year the first first day of the regular season. <laughs> it could very well be a preview of the national championship, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, both teams are stacked. UK's... I think UK's deeper. Yeah, they are. I think, um, you know, Duke, Duke does what Duke does, and they're going to run the ball a lot. Duke is going to have... They're going to have to. Yeah. Would you see that on the cover of SI today? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's you know it's such an interesting game because there are so there's so much talent on the floor here. Um, obviously, Kentucky's going to have four guys that are coming back. Yes. You know, I, I talked a lot on the show about Nick Richards already mm-hmm. and how I think he's going to be really big for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quade Green. Mm-hmm. You know, guys like that. UK's big men are going to be really solid. Yeah, they are huge in this game too. Yeah. It's a it's a funny thing because I feel like Duke actually has more of a traditional UK team as of late yeah. than what UK does. Right. UK actually has pieces and it looks like they can run a little bit more sets. Mm-hmm. Um Duke just gets out and goes. I they, think yeah. They go as far as Barrett and really, I mean, Zion. They yeah. go. They get up and go. Cuz I mean, in two what we saw in those games when Duke was playing in the summer wasn't their full team. Like Cam Reddish wasn't playing yet. Yeah. Yeah. And he's ooh, disgusting. He's not bad. Yeah. He's good at the basketball thing. <laughs> he's decent. He knows how to do that thing where he puts the ball in the in the hoop. Yeah, they're tough, man. They get from what I they play a lot of spread offense, you know, perimeter stuff, but they they slash a lot. Um they're just tough. Yeah, they're they very are. very tough. Um I you know, one of the biggest things that I'm actually very very impressed with is how big of leaders Zion and yeah. are already. Those two have a very, very cool chemistry together. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Coach K doesn't even have to coach. I think, too, I mean, my wonder for them is going to be, did they fix their defensive issue with these new guys? Because remember last year? Yeah. Like, the only guy that they could play defense was Wendell Carter? Yeah. I mean, they they have a lot of rim protectors, I feel like. I yes. Mean, obviously, <laughs> Zion is in the rafters always. Right. But, you know, there's going to be a lot of mismatches with them, too, because they almost have five guards on the court. We should drive up. Let's just be an indie. Yeah, I'm like, down. I mean, we're not gonna. I'm not gonna spend two hundred fifty dollars on a ticket. We can probably scalp some. Yeah, you paying for that? Sure. All right, cool. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I was actually impressed with uh, with UK too. You know, they they're they're extremely tough. Mm-hmm. Experience is huge for them. Whenever a Kentucky team has experience, they're very scary. Oh yeah, and you saw that in the national championship team. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they had Davis and Kid Gilchrist, but like Terrence Jones was huge for that team. Mm-hmm. Darius Miller was huge for that team. Absolutely. And we're kind of getting a little bit of that again here. Mm-hmm. I really think, and this isn't to talk about like skill level or anything like that. I think this Kentucky team really could have used a one in Gabriel mm-hmm. to kind of really help these guys. Like I was here for, I've been here two years, right? I know what we have to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, one Gabriel played with a lot of really good players. Yeah. So you know, and he's this might be not that any of these guys are as good as De'Aaron Fox. I mean, Kelvin Johnson probably the closest to it. Yeah. But um, I think you know. Having a guy like that would be big because, yeah, Nick Richards is going to be big to have back. Mm-hmm. Like I keep bringing it up, but mm-hmm. honestly, 
you know. Yeah. Who else has got, Sasha Killian Jones has gone too, right? He left. Yeah, their their guards are very poised from what I yeah. realized. You know, I, I was watching that. I was trying to see how they kind of interacted because, you know, most of these teams are all young. Yeah. Both of these teams seem like veteran teams. They do. Like, what you saw from that Kentucky team in the Bahamas was like... They're scary. Yeah. They have shooters everywhere, and that's going to help them a lot. And then they have a guy named Hero. He's he's really good at basketball. I thought it was Hero, but I was listening, and it says Hero instead. Um, but he is an absolute scorer. And I think we talked about this a little bit. He's going to shine in this game. Mm-hmm. That's... That's what I'm going to say. Um, that would be my prediction for this game. He's going to be, I would venture to say, the X Factor because he is a very competitive player. Yeah, he is. He thrives in that moment, and it's going to be a huge stage, and I think he's going to come up really big for UK. Yeah, I think so too. Um, the talent level is obviously going to be there for this group. So my interest is going to be their their guard rotation. Yeah. So, you know, how, how does Emmanuel quickly fit in with this team? You know, how does Tyler Hero fit in this team? Yeah. So, you know, what... It's almost run like an NBA team. You know, you have a couple guys who run with the second team um, to give the starters a, a little break. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're going to get a lot of points from their second team. They are. They could almost two platoon. <laughs> oh, this is crazy. He's crying. They did that once, didn't they? <laughs> this is nuts. Yeah, they, they did that whole, like, rotation thing. Oh, yes. Two platoon. Sorry. Yes. Sorry, D-Rose is crying right now. And, like, I'm crying. <laughs> this is just a this is a weird game. It's cool, man. Good for him. I love it. Good I'm trying to him. find... I had Kentucky's roster up, and, of course, my phone was all of a sudden like, Nope! Here we go. Thank you very... Cat's paws, stupid. Hate cat's paws. <laughs> so, you know, but I think really what it comes down to is, like... The pace of both teams is going to be absolutely insane. And we didn't even talk about Reed Travis. Yeah. Coming in from Stanford. Yeah. The guy who's played in college ball for a long time. And that could be your guy, you know, who who's actually going to have that leadership um, with the team. How does P.J. Washington fit into this game? He's like, a stud, too. Do you think Duke is going to foul him after the Kansas State game last year? <laughs> yes. A lot. Uh, if, this game be, is, if this game is close. It's going to be very hard to call fouls, first of all, because it's going to be such a fast-paced game. I know, but if this game is close, mm-hmm. I don't see any reason why Duke wouldn't be like, yeah. him, just yeah. hit him. Yeah. Not necessarily hit him. Like, don't punch him. This isn't Rajon Rondo and Chris Paul. I mean, mush somebody in the face, you get punched. Yeah. Like, do you remember, like, there was that stretch when showed like, with the Lakers when, like, they were playing the Spurs in that playoff series, and Robert Ory would tell the ref, I'm going to foul Shaq? Mm-hmm. It's going to be, I mean, at some point... I would. Yeah. So, we didn't even talk about Ashton Haggins, how good he's going to be for Kentucky. They're loaded. They're so loaded. And they're very, like, I keep saying this, but they're a very mature team. Yeah. And that's 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 not normal for a UK team. No. Not this early in the season. EJ Montgomery, you know, they're gonna have. I mean, they're gonna have some guys that aren't gonna get many minutes, yeah. and those guys probably could still probably start at any team in the country. Any team except for North Carolina. I don't know. They might I be know. able to start for North Carolina. Nah, I would agree. Yeah. We play Luke May. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you know, he's a national champion. He is, and he hit a shot against UK. Yeah. With no defense. Yeah. You know, Which is fine. It was Isaiah Briscoe, so, you know, defense <laughs> but, was optional. And I think it might be the same case in this game. I um, Duke's, Duke's defense is good. Duke is very tough on defense. Yeah, playing Canadian teams. That's fine. Canadian. Hey. Yeah. So we don't really... I mean, those games were great because it was an exhibition and you got a little bit of like a format of what they could look like. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, it's hard to gauge. Yeah, It'll be really cool to see two teams of the kind of same caliber. To see where they're at. Yeah, for sure. So I think where I'm kind of curious is, this is going to be like, I like Kentucky's shooting, mm-hmm. but I like Duke's athleticism. Yeah. I like Kentucky's ability to move the ball around. Mm-hmm. I love Duke's speed. And they have it. So They it, pass the ball really well together, too. They do, yeah. But like the way that you, you know, all these guys are coming back, if you watch all these highlights of these kids for Kentucky from their high school days, mm-hmm. they all knew how to distribute the ball. Yeah. And I think that that's going to be a really big factor. But here is my one thing, and we, you know, people that know we don't love Kentucky <laughs> are going to take this as probably us being really critical, especially our friends. Mm-hmm. This is not us being critical. This is just kind of how it is. Mm-hmm. John Calipari, three minutes to go in a game, Gone. has a tendency to make a mistake. For sure. 
So what if this game, I mean, this game has everything that looks like it's going to be like a four minutes ago, Kentucky's up 62 to 58. Mm-hmm. And a huge sway of motion. Two guys are in foul trouble that they like they, that he has to play. Yeah. And it's going to be a typical back and forth, and then somebody's going to run away. And Duke's going to get to the line. With oh, yeah. all that athleticism they can get in the paint. Zion will probably shoot eight, nine free throws. Uh, yeah, I'd probably say 10, 12. Yeah. I mean, the way he plays. PJ Washington will shoot 16 for different reasons. The only thing is, is I bet you, I bet you, he's a smart player, but I bet you Zion gets in foul trouble first half. I think so, too. It's going to be hard. It's going to be overwhelming because yeah. UK has athletes everywhere as well. But their biggest thing, Zion's going to have to. I think Zion's going to have to play inside on defense. Yeah, he is. They have no big guys. No, they don't. Not with his frame. Right, and then not. I mean, not to mention with that, like, how does Duke distribute their guys? Yeah, you know, like, yeah, they're probably not as deep as Kentucky. Yeah, but they still got a lot of guys to like to look at to talk to. That we have to talk about. Yeah. I mean, their second team, from what I could see after watching, they have some shooters coming off the bench, which you know can definitely keep them in some games. Um, I mean, I'm going to venture to say that <laughs> Zion, Reddish, Barrett, they're going to play a lot of minutes. Yeah, and that's not going. I mean, when they're when Duke's not that deep, even though they have a good team, which has hurt them in the past because they get some solid players, they start to trickle down a little bit. You know, foul trouble and the way the pace that they play. It wears you out. Yeah, it's it frightening. Wears you out. Yeah. So, all right. I guess last week I said that I had Kentucky on in this game. Mm-hmm. I have to stick with it. Okay. I just think that everything I've mentioned, how deep they are, how many guys they have coming back. I don't think they're as athletic as Duke, but I don't think they're that far off. No. Being as being, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> this is a crazy thing for me to say, but UK is a more fundamental team. They are absolutely like. Light years, almost, I'd say. Yeah. Just because of the players that they have on their team. And plus, like, I know all four schools sold tickets to this game. Mm. But let's be real here. Mm-hmm. Lexington, Indianapolis. It's a home game. Yeah, it's about three hours. <laughs> you know? It's a home game. Right. Like, if you've... Anywhere that Kentucky plays, obviously they have travel. But mm-hmm. if you've seen them in Atlanta, if you've seen them in Nashville, I mean, if you've seen them in Chicago... Mm-hmm. You know, like, if you've seen them at the Garden. Mm-hmm. It's going to have an NCAA feel. Yes. 100%. Yeah, and then um, I just think that, you know, I don't necessarily believe that Coach K was ever worried about crowds by any means. Mm-mm. It's going to be different. It's going to be a different thing for sure. So I'm going to stick with it. I think Kentucky wins. Mm-hmm. I think Kentucky wins this game by about six. I just think that it's going to be a close game, mm-hmm. and Kentucky just going to have going to have more players down the stretch. I originally said Duke, and I'll stick with it as well. Um, I'm I'm torn between it being a very close game. And a Duke blowout? Not a blowout, but maybe 10 to 12 points. Mm -hmm. You Kentucky hater, you. How dare you? 100%. (laughs) (laughs) But then I'm talking and we could lose our opener. (laughs) Yeah. So, I think that, you know, it's just going to be... I'm, I'm, whoa, I'm so excited for this game already. He missed that. Yeah, me too. And It's going to be good. All right, so do we want to touch a little bit at all on the Kansas-Michigan State game? No. I, feel, I mean, we kind of have to, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, so, all right, here's my touch on it. Yeah. Kansas has many more players. <laughs> Tom Izzo is going to find a way to lose this game because Izzo magic is gone. Kansas wins by 14. Uh, 20. <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna be. I mean, it's gonna be a, a good series of games. I'm just, I'm so excited for this Duke UK game. I know. I, I hate saying that, but but for me as a guy that covers the NBA, I look at this like it's the combine mm-hmm. because it's the combine. Well, this is like when UK and North Carolina played. You know, when we had. Well, we have that game this year too. Well, I meant Anthony right. Davis and all that. Harrison Barnes. It's got that same feel. It does, and it's the first game. Yeah. First game of the year, which I love that they did it that way. I do too. It wasn't like I know Kentucky played an exhibition against like Transylvania or something, like, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like they played some smaller school to start the year at mm-hmm. Rupp on a Friday night mm-hmm. and then went to Indianapolis. Like this is how it goes. Neutral court, everything. Yeah, the Champions Classic is such a cool thing too. Like yeah. I wanted to continue every year. Oh yeah, it's it's strong. So, all right. So our last topic before we get out of here, <laughs> I can't. 
even get to this conversation without laughing. Oh, like, that's a joke. Even if you listen to 48 Minutes this week, which I guess I should apologize for mentioning that Rick Pitino is a premature ejaculator. <laughs> nah. But according to the records, that's what exactly what happened. So, <laughs> I'm, um, and I'm not the first to call him that. Yeah. So, call what it is. Yes. So, there's discussions coming around that Rick Pitino has interest in coaching in the NBA. Joke. He has hired an agent to do this. I believe the agent might be Drew Rosenhaus. You were correct. Oh, my God. Could this be any more of a scum, terrible gimmick? Scum and scum. This is like... How would I put this in wrestling terms? Um, so do you remember when like, The Undertaker first came out with Ted DiBiase? Yes. That's what this is. Yes. It's like this unbeatable, crazy guy that like you're like, <laughs> oh, my God. He just attracts attention in all the wrong ways. Uh, and then Ted DiBiase over there is laughing, counting money. Mm-hmm. That is Drew Rosenhaus and Rick Pitino. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. 100%. I think Rick Pitino is honestly doing this to continue to sell his book because his book is a disaster. Oh, <laughs> his life is a disaster, man. It is. But here is the thing I will stand by. And, I, you know, and I, like, I've made fun of him a lot. And mm-hmm. I stand by everything I've said. Mm-hmm. He is a phenomenal basketball coach. There is, is nothing about him that like says, like, as a coach, if I'm, he's going to get the most out of every player on the court. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many guys did he make? Oh yeah, you know, I mean, like, that's what he said. He, he he likes to develop young kids, and the league is turning into a you know, it's all young kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see him on a young team, if but like not as the leader of the program. No, you know, like if he goes to a Sacramento where they have all those young kids. I, actually, okay, Bill Simmons used that point. I'm not intentionally stealing it. It just makes sense. <laughs> yeah, um, put him there. You put him with. Chicago with yeah. Markinen, Dunn, Levine, Carter. You know, he's going to have those kids playing defense. Yeah. I'm just, I'm so over him. I yeah. am so ridiculous. And it's probably biased because, you know, shout out to all my Louisville people. He did you guys, well, some of them don't even feel like he did them wrong, which is crazy. They stand so faithful with him. And I'm just over the guy. I, I, I don't, I, I just don't even want to talk about it, but it's so relevant. But we have to. I know. It's so relevant. Because we're betweetos. Oh. <laughs> I, call, literally call him Premature Ejaculator for sure. <laughs> That's his name. And then, so, have you read his Twitter feed? Yeah. It's the greatest, worst thing ever. Oh, it's a train wreck. It's amazing. Yeah. It's literally like, you know, when you're driving on the highway and there's a wreck and everybody just turns to look. You just can't look away. <laughs> you gotta pay attention to it so i was listening to one shining pod today um when i was like getting ready for the show and man my phone is blowing up and um so their opening intro is the woody durham call of the chris Fa- chris Weber technical foul so and then it plays like some like little like sample music and they mixed in rick Bertito saying sports for, like every 10 seconds every like five seconds <laughs> So it's like, he takes a timeout, technical foul, technical foul, sports. (laughs) (laughs) That is funny. Oh my god, I was losing it. Um, I don't know, man. When I recorded 48 Minutes this week, Sean asked me, he goes, do you think an NBA team would take a chance on him? I was like, no, no way. But the more I think about it, the more I kind of go, I don't think NBA NBA organizations care. You know, like, okay, you paid some players? That's that, that's literally what our, our job is right, and uh, but do you think that it comes back to um, like integrity? I think. I mean, do they care about that at all? Sure. I mean, I think if any league does, it's right. the NBA. Look at OJ Mayo. Right. I mean, we've like, like we've kind of thought he was going to be back this year, and it's mm-hmm. like no. Yeah. And like, so he's literally fighting for the third year in a row trying to get back in the league. Right. So, I just think from an from an. You know, integrity aspect. He's he's got a, a negative connotation on his name. Now. Yeah, and it, it definitely does. But I think you know he kind of has he has an okay argument in some cases. He does. I he mean, can say as a coach, he definitely has an argument. Yeah, because he can say Montrez Harrell, right? My guy, right? Donovan Mitchell, right? My guy, right? Russ Smith in China right now. Whatever. Mm-hmm. The, what he's dropping seventy seven points a game right now. Easy work. Yeah. And, like, you know, Francisco Garcia, for how mm-hmm. short his NBA career was, he was efficient. Yeah. So, you know, he's definitely kind of, like, put guys in the league. But I think some people have this fear that it's just going to be, like, the Celtics all over again. I would not be surprised with that, though. No, I wouldn't either. I mean, I, I 
it, you go back and you can go back and forth. I mean, I think what it's going to boil down to, like you said, is it is a league who shows a lot of integrity, and 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 he's it's kind of tarnished. Yeah, you know? it's absolutely tarnished. I mean, the championship taken away helps mm-hmm. that, but we've gone this long without talking about him, without making a joke about him. Like, yeah, that's got to be a record. I, I mean, <laughs> didn't even say anything premature. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like we like went 15 seconds without making that because I was saying something about him. I know. Yeah, he's a great coach. Yep. So, overall, um, I would not be shocked. And one of the points that somebody made, uh, actually, was the guy from One Shining Pod that I totally agreed with. Mm-hmm. See, there I'm giving credit before I steal what they said. Okay. Yeah. That's, like, that's called being respective. Citing. Yes. Citing your source. Yeah, I'm so excited to go see those guys on Saturday. It's going to be so fun. Are. I know you are. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, and they kind of made the point of, like, what if you put him as an assistant somewhere? Like, the head assistant, mm-hmm. to where he can kind of... Not necessarily be coaching waiting, right? But you know that can be how he gets his foot in the door. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, and you put him with the young team where they're like, okay, you're in charge of development, right? I don't think he'd be bad for that role. No, I mean, he definitely knows the game. He definitely knows, you know, the ins and outs of it. <laughs> but the other thing I'm going to laugh at is, you know, Rick Pitino's style of play is we press for 35 of 40 minutes in college basketball. Yeah, can you imagine we told NBA players, hey, we're going to press for 48 minutes? <laughs> that would be sick. They'd probably be like, nah, dude, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up. Like, Antoine Walker loved him at Kentucky and hated him with the Celtics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Well, he could use them now. Yeah. All right, so my final t- uh, thought I want to get in because I think you'll appreciate this before we go. Yes. So I was listening to a couple of the podcasts this week, and they were talking about the best players they saw high school fa- like, like high school tape. Okay. And, you know, like overall. And it wasn't just like the LeBron James and Kevin Durant's like high school tape. Right. Bill Walker came up. Oh, do you remember? I mean, I'm sure you do. Mm-hmm. But Bill Walker, North College Hill, mm-hmm. in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. My guy, Shannon Miner, shout out, current head coach at North College Hill Trojans. Mm-hmm. Bill Walker's like footage, like it's a shame he went to Kansas State mm-hmm. because now he had glimpses a yes. couple times. Oh, dude! Like when he was at the Celtics, <laughs> like he was awesome. Do you remember that video um, at the ABCD camp? Yes. Um, when Lance Stevenson pissed him and OJ off. Yeah. Crazy. And so I thought I thought it was cool that people brought up because you know obviously it's from our area Cincinnati yeah, yeah. and um, Bill Walker is like you know a high school god around here he man I argued this for a really long time if he would have never hurt his knee he would ended up being better than OJ Mayo yeah I agree with that and so people kind of understand the context of why we say that mm-hmm. so for people who don't live in this area OJ Mayo and Bill Walker were on the same high school basketball team if that tells you anything that was nice. about how insane that was their team was crazy yes. They won state two years in a row, I'm pretty sure. As like a or well, they were there freshman and sophomore year. Yeah, then OJ went to Oak Hill. Yeah, no, he went to um, Huntington. That's right. He went and to Huntington. Did Walker go to Oak Hill? No, I think he might have stayed at North College Hill. Did he? I don't know because so they had they had him, uh, they had Bill, they had OJ, they had a dude named Keenan Ellis. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually got almost got into a fight with him one time. Um, when you were a kid, of course. Yes. Not in your adult age. A punk kid. Um, and they had this other kid who could just shoot the lights out. Um, so here's a funny story about <laughs> about Bill Walker. I was actually... I think I had football practice, baseball practice one day, and then we actually had a summer game uh, for our AAU team. We were playing over in Cincinnati, and they were playing for a team called the Cincinnati Hot Boys. Okay. We had five players playing, O.J. Mayo, Bill Walker. Um, I think there was another kid named Damian Butler. They were stacked. Okay, they all played basketball, so that's all they did year-round. Mm-hmm. I was, I played four or five at the time. I remember getting a rebound, which was, I, obviously, I'm 6'2", Bill Walker, what, probably 6'4", 6'5", touch the top of the backboard, jumps out of the gym, Whatever. I get a rebound. Go to put it up. Bill comes out of nowhere. Two hands, okay? (laughs) Disrespectfully takes the ball off the backboard. Ooh. Pins me, takes it off. Lands, outlets full core pass to OJ. OJ does probably one of the nastiest dunks I've ever seen on fast break. I'm pretty sure. And mind you, my AU team was very, very good. 
They beat us, I'm pretty sure, by 100 points that day. Not No exaggeration either, though. Yeah. And that's when I was like, this dude is real. It was the most disrespectful thing that has ever happened to me. Were you like, was the competitor in you pissed, but the person you like, oh my god, that just happened? Or was it like you were just flat out pissed? Wasn't even pissed. I was just like, hey, what do you do? You can't yeah. be mad. I just had to accept it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I played... I played with one D one kid in my whole my whole time I played basketball, mm-hmm. and he played Indiana State. Okay, um, and I played with him in an intramural team, and mm-hmm. I was like, "This is great." Mm-hmm. So like we were like, "This is not that the story matters at all at this point. This is just story time." Yeah. So we were zero and two, and then all of a sudden he was like, "Hey, I signed up on the team," mm-hmm. and you just saw like because I was the point guard, mm-hmm. and we played split point, and I was like, "This is the best thing ever." Oh, because I couldn't score, I couldn't shoot. Yeah, it's fine. I could pass, I could rebound, you could play defense. Sure. Yeah. Rick Pitino would have loved me because I like sports. <laughs> Full court. Yep. Man, I have a lot of OJ stories, actually, because we played against each other for a really long time. We... Can we, uh, throughout the whole season this year... It's OJ Mayo story time. I'll do I'll do one. I'll do... Actually, you know, I had a pretty solid AAU, like, stint. I'll do one every, every episode. Okay. That works for me. Yeah. All right. Anything you want to get in before we get out of here? Man, just tune in. Um... Subscribe. Yep. Like us. Yep. All that. So, so we kind of keep this in loop because I know it's a little confusing with having three shows on one channel. So we have we're all in the same RSS feed. So if you are subscribed to the Forty Eight Minutes Network RSS feed, you will get all three shows. That is Shot Callers on Mondays with Ben Brown and Kyle Brandon. Wednesdays you hear myself and Sean Mackey on Forty Eight Minutes, and then every Friday us here at um, at Large Bid with Ryan and myself. So this is going to be our college basketball show. This is going to be the time we kind of get this out of our system. We're very lucky at 48 Minutes to be credentialed to cover a lot of the local schools. So this is kind of our chance to really kind of talk about those things and not only show those schools like their respect for giving us that, that opportunity because mm-hmm. like when I work that thing, I'm, we're the only independent people there. That's awesome. Yeah, so that says a lot about like what people think of us, and that's mm-hmm. really appreciative. It is. So and we're going to talk about the college basketball in general. Um, I know next week we'll be, we'll be recording the night after – the Kentucky Duke game. Mm-hmm. So we'll have a lot to talk about. Yes, we will. Awesome. Well, hey, Ryan, this was awesome. This was fun. This was a good one. We got another one coming up next week. For sure. All right, everybody. Can I add one more thing? Yes. Any kind of um, you know, suggestions? Yeah, absolutely. We're definitely open. Yeah. Do we talk too fast? Everything. Do I smell funny through the, through the, through the speakers? Ryan, are you annoying? Yeah. He, he is. I am. Yeah. It's cool, though. <laughs> All right, everyone. Have a good night. Enjoy it, because college basketball season is finally here. Happy Halloween, too. By the way, actually, one last thing. Season's starting next week, so we can finally do this. National champion. Who is it? North Carolina. I'm rolling with it. That's my act. Like, I'm not being biased. 100% I think we're going to click at the right time. We're going to be a really terrible team in the beginning, and then we'll be good at the end. All right, I'm taking Kansas. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Well, if Bill Self is still there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, have a good night, everybody.